Hello everyone and welcome to the Mimetic Exegete podcast. I'm your host Simon Skidmore. In this series we have been studying the book of Jeremiah. Although Jeremiah warns Israel of the coming judgment, they refuse to listen and continue to chase after their mimetic idols. Consumed with mimetic desire, the people attempt to kill Jeremiah because they view him and his message as an obstacle to their desired objects. But the Lord strengthens Jeremiah's resolve to withstand the persecution as he continues to pursue his prophetic calling. Driven by his desire to become a great prophet like Moses or Elijah, Jeremiah steadfastly continues to speak truth and in so doing engages in mimetic conflict with his fellow countrymen. A mimetic cycle has now been set in motion. In response to Jeremiah's message, the people persecute him, which inspires him to prophesy more, leading to more violence, and so on and so forth. Reading on now from chapter 16. The word of the Lord came to me. You shall not take a wife, nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place. For thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters who are born in this place, and concerning the mothers who bore them, and the fathers who fathered them in this land. They shall die of deadly diseases. They shall not be lamented, nor shall they be buried. They shall be as dung on the surface of the ground. They shall perish by the sword and by famine, and their dead bodies shall be as food for the birds of the air and for the beasts of the earth. For thus says the Lord, do not enter the house of mourning, or go in to lament, or grieve for them. For I have taken away my peace from this people, my steadfast love and mercy, declares the Lord. Both great and small shall die in this land. They shall not be buried, and no one shall lament for them, or cut himself, or make himself bald for them. No one shall break bread for the mourner or comfort him for the dead, nor shall anyone give the cup of consolation to drink for his father or his mother. You shall not go into the house of feasting to sit with them, to eat and drink. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will silence this place before your eyes, and in your days the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. And when you tell this people all these words, and they say to you, Why has the Lord pronounced all this great evil against us? What is our iniquity? What is the sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then you shall say to them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, declares the Lord, and have gone after other gods, and have served and worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and have not kept my law, and because you have done worse than your fathers, for behold, every one of you follows his stubborn evil will, refusing to listen to me. Therefore I will hurl you out of this land into a land that neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no favour. Now having been completely set apart from the rest of his people, Jeremiah will remain single all his days. Every Israelite woman has banded together alongside the rest of the mob to persecute Jeremiah as their communal scapegoat. From the community's perspective, Jeremiah has become anathema, the most ineligible bachelor in all the land. Likewise, from Jeremiah's perspective, the Israelite women are complicit in an unjust society which has actively rejected him and his message and must now be utterly destroyed by divine violence. In death, their corpses will defile the land like dung and no one will mourn for them. Possessed by hatred for his fellow countrymen, Jeremiah separates himself from them and embraces their coming destruction.
In response to his people's unfaithfulness, the Lord vows to expel Israel from the promised land into exile. There the people will serve other gods day and night. In other words, the Lord will inflame the people's desire, inspiring them to perpetually chase after their desired objects without respite. The people will never attain any measure of peace or contentment, but will continually strive and strain in pursuit of their mimetic idols. Even when they apprehend the object of their desire, it proves impotent, unable to bring the happiness and contentment after which they seek. Rather than repenting from their folly, the people then serve another god in pursuit of their next desired object. In this way, the people become enslaved to their mimetic idols and alienated from divine blessing and favour. Of course, Jeremiah's generation did not invent this sin of mimetic idolatry, but are merely imitating the example laid down by their parents. In fact, this is a multi-generational sin throughout Israel, a culture which has been inherited over many, many years. As this sin is imitated throughout generations, it spirals into greater and greater depths of depravity and violence, eventually leading and culminating to this point in Jeremiah's day. Israel have become just like their Canaanite neighbours. In the book of Genesis, the Lord speaks to Abraham and says, I will give this land to your descendants, but not yet, because the sin of the Canaanites has not yet reached its full measure. And again later in the Pentateuch, the Canaanite conquest is framed as divine judgment for the sins of the Canaanites. For example, after listing various taboos in Leviticus chapter 18, the chapter then goes on from verse 24 to say, Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things, for by all these things the nations I am driving out before you have become unclean. And the land became unclean, so that I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. But you shall keep my statutes and my rules and do none of these abominations, neither the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all these abominations so that the land became unclean. Lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean as it vomited out the nation that was before you. For everyone who does any of these abominations, the persons who do them shall be cut off from among their people. So keep my charge never to practice any of these abominable customs that were practiced before you and never make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. However, Israel did not heed this warning and imitated the worship and desires of the nations around them and for this reason also made the land sick that it vomited them out. Poor Jeremiah is trying to warn the people of this coming judgment, yet to no avail. Reading on now from verse 14. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it shall no longer be said, as the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where I have driven them. For I will bring them back to their own land that I gave to their fathers. 
Behold, I am sending for many fishers, declares the Lord, and they shall catch them. And afterward I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill, and out of the clefts of the rocks, for my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. But first I will doubly repay their iniquity and their sin, because they have polluted my land with the carcasses of their detestable idols, and have filled my inheritance with their abominations." O Lord, my strength, my stronghold, my refuge in the day of trouble. To you shall the nations come from the ends of the earth and say, Our fathers have inherited nothing but lies, worthless things in which there is no profit. Can man make himself gods? Such are not gods. Therefore, behold, I will make them know this once. I will make them know my power and my might and they shall know that my name is the Lord. Notice again the disgust language which is associated with Israel's actions. Their evil, idolatrous deeds have defiled the land and precipitated this disaster. But after Israel have suffered in exile, the Lord vows to send fishermen and hunters to find the Israelites and draw them out of their hiding places that they might return home to the promised land. The restoration will represent a new exodus which will be remembered and celebrated throughout future generations. Having been restored, Israel becomes a model of righteousness for the other nations to imitate. This positive example inspires repentance from Israel's neighbors who witness Israel's salvation. In response to Israel's restoration, the Canaanites also confess the folly of their mimetic idolatry and denounce their gods. Again, we see here the concept of Israel as the Lord's servant, affecting global renewal by providing a faithful example for other nations to imitate. The take-home seems to be a call to moral and spiritual renewal and an encouragement that these people, this small, seemingly insignificant group of people can start a new mimetic contagion that will ultimately transform the entire world. Let's read on now from chapter 17, verse 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, with a point of diamond it is engraved on the tablet of the heart, and the horns of their altars, while their children remember their altars and their asherim behind every green tree and on all the high hills, on the mountains in the open country, your wealth and your treasures I will give for spoil as the price for your high places, for sin throughout all your territory. You shall loosen your hand from your heritage that I gave to you, and I will make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know, for in my anger a fire is kindled that will burn forever. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched lands of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. 
The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Like the partridge that gathers a brood that she did not hatch, so is he who gets rich, but not by justice. In the midst of his days they will leave him, and at his end he will be a fool. A glorious throne set on high from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from you shall be written in the earth, for they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. Israel's idolatry has become so deeply ingrained in their culture and worship that a full restoration of their heart and mind is required. Intergenerational sin and idolatry has kindled the Lord's wrath. In his anger, the Lord will unleash mimetic violence upon Israel in order to destroy them. The wealth of the nation will be plundered as the penalty for their idolatry, as the inheritance promised to Israel is torn from their grasp. The person who turns away from the Lord to seek security elsewhere is like a desert plant which languishes for lack of rain. By contrast, the person who trusts in the Lord is a perpetually fruitful tree which draws moisture and nutrients from a nearby stream. Such a person does not fear heat or drought because the Lord is his source of living water. The prophet then declares humanity's susceptibility to mimetic desire and rivalry even though he doesn't quite comprehend the inner workings of it. The human heart is easily deceived by mimetic desire and inspires wicked deeds. The prophet is perplexed by this phenomenon and claims that it is beyond all human understanding. Nevertheless, the Lord understands and searches the heart and mind to recompense people for their actions. In other words, those who engage in mimetic rivalry will suffer as their own violence is mirrored back upon them. Jeremiah then offers a proverb which extols the virtue of a peaceful, honest life in which one slowly gathers wealth through hard work over and against the fool who attempts to steal and get rich quick by exploiting others. The fool does not understand that others will imitate his desire for riches and steal them back, leaving the foolish thief poor and destitute. Such fools who forsake the Lord, the fountain of life, to chase after their mimetic idols will ultimately experience suffering and death. Reading on now from verse 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. Behold, they say to me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come. I have not run away from being your shepherd, nor have I desired the day of sickness. You know what came out of my lips, it was before your face. Be not a terror to me, you are my refuge in the day of disaster. Let those be put to shame who persecute me, but let me not be put to shame. Let them be dismayed, but let me not be dismayed. Bring upon them the day of disaster, destroy them with double destruction. Thus said the Lord to me, Go and stand in the people's gate by which the kings of Judah enter and by which they go out, and in all the gates of Jerusalem, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah, and all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem who enter by these gates. Thus says the Lord, Take care for the sake of your lives, and do not bear a burden on the Sabbath day, or bring it into the gates of the city. 
Do not carry a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath or do any work, but keep the Sabbath day holy as I commanded your fathers. Yet they did not listen or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck that they might not hear and receive instruction. But if you listen to me, declares the Lord, and bring in no burden by the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but keep the Sabbath day holy and do no work on it, then there shall be by the gates of this city kings and princes who sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, and they and their officials, the men of Judah and their inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city shall be inhabited forever." And people shall come from the cities of Judah and the places around Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from Shephelah to the hill country and from the Negev, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices, grain offerings and frankincense and bringing thank offerings to the house of the Lord. But if you do not listen to me to keep the Sabbath day holy and not to bear a burden and enter by the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle a fire in its gates and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem and shall never be quenched. Jeremiah now returns to his conflict with the Israelite people, calling for the Lord to save him from their hand. On account of his faithfulness, Jeremiah urges the Lord to protect him from the coming judgment while destroying his enemies. The prophet then urges the people to refrain from conducting commerce on the Sabbath day. In scripture, the concept of the Sabbath is linked to Israel's emancipation from Egypt. Having freed Israel from her captors, the Lord commanded them to rest on the seventh day of the week, which contrasts their perpetual labor under Pharaoh. But now, having become consumed by mimetic desire, the people labor seven days a week in pursuit of their desired objects. Israel may have escaped slavery in Egypt, but have now become enslaved to their own mimetic idols. If the people forsake their idols and keep the Sabbath, Israel will be established in peace and prosperity. However, if Israel continue to pursue their mimetic idols, she will be devoured by the divinely kindled fire of mimetic violence. Thanks again for joining me on the Mimetic Exegete podcast. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you.